0: Hi, I'm Jack Griffin. And I'm David Peters. Welcome to Gap Chat, where we interview our fellow gappers about how they are taking charge of their year. This episode's guest is a personal friend of mine, Catherine Pellini, a current gapper in Holy Cross's class of
1: 2025. Hey, Catherine. Hi, guys.
0: How are you doing?
1: Pretty good. How are you?
0: we're doing great. Would you mind starting off by telling our audience a little bit about yourself, maybe what you were interested in high school?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I grew up in Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. Um, I attended our local public school up until fifth grade, um, where I decided that 63 kids in a class wasn't really the best learning environment. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So 63 kids, one teacher wasn't working for me. So I kind of came and I've always loved learning and that just I, I hated going to school every day. It just, it wasn't working for me. Um, so I went to my parents and I said, I can't do this. <laughs> what are my other options? What can I do? Um, and from there, I went to St. Mark's. My kind of big project at St. Mark's was, I wanted to kind of revamp the relationships curriculum at our school. So I, my sophomore year, I went to a shelter called second step, which is a shelter for women and children who have been affected by domestic violence. And that really kind of opened my eye. I didn't even know that was, you know, a thing. <laughs> right. Um. So I, that really, I was, you know, I learned so much and and a lot of what they had said was, you know, if we had had education At the high school or even middle school level, we would not have been in this situation. And so Mm -hmm. I kind of looked back at our curriculum, which it was just so lacking, um, Mm -hmm. kind of everything that we had talked about at the second step. So I applied for a grant and I received that my junior year. So I was able to travel to DC um, where I attended the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence Conference, um, which was. Absolutely eye-opening. I learned so much that I was able to take back to St. Mark's. And then I was also able to lobby at this um at the Capitol building to reinstate the Violence Against Women Act. Um, so I did a lot with that. Um, I've kind of always known that I wanted to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Taking a gap year was never in my plan. <laughs> and I'm the type of person who has an entire Pinterest board dedicated to my wedding. So I'm a planner. <laughs> so that kind of threw my whole plan off. But that's that's kind of where I am today. That's I've always known I was interested in the law, um, wanted to be a lawyer since I was really young when my dad took me to the courthouse. Um, he thought that would be a good thing for a third grader to see and would think it was interesting. <laughs> Fortunately, I did. It, it was. <laughs> he was right. I'm not sure how that crosses mind to say I'm going to take my third grader to the courthouse to let her watch trials. I I really don't know what was going through his mind, but I loved it, Um, and that's kind of where I first started loving you know anything related to the law, really.
0: Wow, Catherine, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing for your gap year?
1: So as I said before, taking a gap year was really not in in the plan whatsoever. So I actually didn't decide until June, July, I think. I kind of knew from my senior year of high school that I just didn't want to do the virtual thing again. I That was not how I liked learning. That was not, it just wasn't. I love being in a classroom, asking questions, being in, involved in with the teacher and the other students and doing I don't like great work, but, you know, working with other people people and actually being in person and Zoom just wasn't that for me. So I made the choice to take a gap year, which at that point I was like, shoot, I need to find something to do. Um, (laughs) So I probably sent out 50 to 70 emails um, to just absolutely everyone I knew saying, (laughs) what can I do? I emailed some of my former teachers, which was actually how I ended up connecting with the first person that I'm, I'm doing a gap year with. So I am interning at the U S district court in Boston, which is an unbelievable experience. Um, so that was the first thing I'm doing. The second thing um, I was doing was I was listening to a speaker series at the Worcester district um, attorney's office, mm-hmm. where they got a bunch of people to come in, tell us about their job, what they're doing, what we could do to be involved in the law or in the right. you know justice system Um, So that was also fascinating. And one of the last things I'm interning for is the Middlesex district attorney's office, which has been such a learning experience for me. So Mm -hmm. as opposed to the judge, um, where I feel like they're more doing that for me, I'm on Zoom pretty much all day. I'm watching trials on Zoom. But in opposition, I guess, to that, or in contrast to that, I am also working for the Middlesex district attorney's office, where I'm I'm doing stuff for them. So I feel like I've learned a lot from them. It's, it's kind of repetitive work, but it it is so fascinating. So I'm listening to jail phone calls and I'm listening for specific things and pulling out and taking notes on that. A few days ago, I looked at medical records. I have a 2000 page, uh, <laughs> thing that I'm looking through right now, but honestly, it is just fascinating. And then on top of that, to make a little money, um, I'm babysitting for a family that I have known since I was, I was started out as a mother's helper for them, which is so cute. Um, I started with a little <laughs> when he was six months and now he's eight. Like, oh, so cute. So <laughs> yeah. So I'm tutoring them and I'm babysitting them on Wednesdays. And then I'm also doing DoorDash. That's, that's a new, that's a new one that I'm doing, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Cause everything's contactless. So it's, I go to the store, pick it up, go drop it off. It's great. Yeah.
0: From all these different perspectives that you've gotten within the legal field, has it kind of given you an idea where you want to find your niche and make your mark?
1: Yeah. So I, you know, after uh, working with district attorneys' offices, especially, so I've, you know, I guess the ultimate goal would be to become a judge. That's that's kind of always been my, you know, ultimate goal all the way up there after you know however many years. But after working in the district attorney's office is. I actually realized that I don't want to be involved in prosecution. I think I really want to be mm-hmm. involved in defense something, um, especially after watching, you know, some of my favorite documentaries are, I just watched something about Daryl Hunt, I think his name was, mm-hmm. and wrongful, wrongful convictions, wrongful incarcerations. Mm-hmm. And I just, I would never want to be part of that, I think and it's been really eye opening especially to work with the district attorney's offices because a lot of these people you know it's it's pretty clear that they did it but there's always that off chance that they didn't and i just i would so much rather see i would so much rather defend someone who's guilty than prosecute someone who isn't that's right. that's kind of my my philosophy i guess yeah yeah um, the one thing I will say about that though is if I were to do anything involving domestic abuse, I would absolutely be on the prosecution side. That is the one instance that I would a hundred percent every time, especially after working with a lot of the victims and survivors at the second step, I and hearing their stories, I just I think that is that's definitely something that I would want to get into, something that I would be interested in pursuing as a career. Um, in that instance, I would not want to be on the defense. I could not be on the right. defense. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you, Have you been able to experience, work with, or watch any domestic violence cases over this year?
1: I haven't this year. Um, I have watched a few few actually when I was younger I did go to the Worcester Worcester um, District Court and quite a few of them were restraining orders and you know they would lay out all of the information about the case and they would it it was fascinating it was absolutely fascinating heartbreaking but an experience that was again very eye-opening after going and seeing you know the victims and and how how the alleged abusers you know were defending themselves. They were, you know, it was every excuse you'd come up with. Um right. so that was, yeah, that was another thing that I found one of those were one of the fast most fascinating cases I've watched in Worcester, um, just because I knew so much about it.
0: So it's awesome that you have known mm-hmm. for, you know, so long that law is something that interests you. Are there other majors or other um things in college that you're interested in touching on as well?
1: Yeah, so I am planning on becoming a political science major. Um, I am also really, I've been interested in American Sign Language for a very long time. Um, so I used to sit in the back of my second grade classroom, bored out of my mind, learning American Sign Language out of the back of the dictionary um, wow. and then having secret codes with my <laughs> friends and not cheating on tests. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was, you know, that's always interested in me. And then Jack and I actually, I don't know if you had him, but, um, I had a teacher whose wife was deaf and just mm-hmm. seeing him interact with her was just, it was so fascinating to me to, you know, watch him and his kids. And I just always wanted to be able to communicate with her and, and, you know, even just say hi. So I taught myself a little bit more sign language um, and I took an online class um, so I could say hi hi to her in the (laughs) halls and whatever. Um, So that's always been kind of a a really interesting, I'm not super, I, I've never been good at Spanish. I cannot speak. I can barely speak English. Um, <laughs> Spanish, so I thought maybe a nonverbal uh, language would be more up my alley. Um, so that's, that's always been interesting. And I, I think that that's another thing that might be able to help me, you know, going forward as a, you know, in a career as a lawyer to be able to communicate with, you know, I have a very basic understanding of Spanish, but I can, you know, if I wanted to become, you know, a disability lawyer or something like that, um, I just, I think sign language would be a great language that not a lot of people know. Um, It's not, you know, a super popular language like Spanish um, where you can get an interpreter super easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the other path that I'm trying to go in in college. I'm trying to double major. I'm hoping to make my own major uh, American sign language major because they have quite a few classes, but it's only, you can only take it as minor. So hoping to create my own major. See, see how easy that is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Holy cross has better ASL programs than most colleges, right?
1: So that was part of the reason that I, I found Holy cross, you know, that was part of the reason that I chose Holy cross other than the fact that, you know, it was 17 minutes away from my house. And I I was always really interested in taking sign language, but almost every college I looked at didn't have Mm -hmm. that option. And that was really something that I was looking forward to taking and learning more about, Um, And they also have a really great program that I'm hoping to take advantage of. There's two different programs. One is going to D.C. to get an internship in D.C., uh, you -hmm. know, a political internship, something like that. The other one is going to D.C. and staying at Gallaudet University, which is the um, all-deaf, one of the only, (laughs) all-deaf, wow, the Boston accent though, Um, (laughs) (laughs) all-deaf colleges in (laughs) in the US. Um, wow. and so I'm hoping to kind of combine those two and do a political inter- internship while I'm also staying at Gallaudet. So I, I'll i try to see what I can do. <laughs> um, but that's that's definitely something that I'm looking forward to.
0: So Catherine, can you talk about any advice you have for people who are considering taking a gap year? What, what advice do you have in, based on your experience?
1: I would say my gap year experience is probably different to people, you know, taking the gap year in, in the future just because I, you know, wasn't planning on it whatsoever. But I would definitely say think about, think about taking a gap year. I, that just was never in my, in my plan. And I think so many people, especially this year, have taken a gap year and have really enjoyed it. Every person I've talked to has just, has spoken so highly, even if they're not really doing anything. You know, even if they're just sitting at home relaxing, just taking a, taking a little bit of time off out of school, 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 so much. (laughs) It never stops. And it's been, it's been really, I've, I found out so much about myself. I've been really working on like mental health and just, I found out so much about myself. So I think just taking, like, think about taking a gap year. Like, put it into your <laughs> realm of possibilities, I guess. Um, <laughs> and definitely start planning a little bit sooner than I had. I think, uh, minute <laughs> decision. Um, fortunately, people were really helpful, but I'm not sure if that's always the case. <laughs> um, right. um, but yeah, think about taking a gap year. I guess that would be my my little advice.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for joining us on the show today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun.
0: And thank you for listening to Gap Chat. This episode was sponsored by the... No. No, no, we weren't. As always, I'm Jack Griffin. And I'm David Peters. Stay tuned for new episodes every Saturday.